Welcome to season two of the Week Pastor Podcast, where we view Christianity through the lens of vulnerability. Hey, welcome to the Week Pastors Podcast. We're so grateful that you've joined us again for this week. We have a great special topic for you that we would love to address. I think it's a it's an issue. I think that's really uh, a lot of Christians are wrestling with today. Wouldn't you agree, uh, Sua? Who were you just gonna call me just now? I, I was just Sunita. like, you're gonna call me something else. Wow. I was gonna call you Sunita. Hit me where it hurts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because you know, it's not bad enough being replaced by like the mega genius <laughs> yeah, exactly. magic preacher of all oh, with like man. five degrees. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. We gotta get her on here one day because I, I just wanna talk about, you know, there's not enough superlatives to, to describe this woman. I apologize but anyway, to but the people who it. don't know. <laughs> About the dynamics between Sunita. Yeah, we will we, we'll definitely get her on. Yeah. But uh, but Sua, I was going to say Sunita again. <laughs> Holy but this wow. Wow. Oh, my. This is like the episode of Friends where Ross <laughs> says, I take the Rachel. Oh, snap. Mm. That's right. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's a great. That was a great episode. But anyway, this is an important time we're going to talk about. Don't you agree, Sua? Sua agrees. <laughs> 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 the look that you just gave me. No, I promise I will not call you Sunita for the rest of this episode. Don't okay? make promises you can't keep. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. I don't know why all of a sudden. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I won't even go there. I won't even go there. But anyway, but before we do, before we do, Sua, you need to think really hard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I want. So, you know, a lot of times I ask questions that are just kind of like kind of reveal some of your junk, some of your dirty side, you know, kind of like your bad side and stuff like that. And I, I get it, you know, because I think people want to hear it. But I want to do something, I want to do something different. Your greatest achievement. What are you really proud of? Now, don't say your children, because I mean, obviously, everyone would say that, right? Like, that's an obvious answer. My children right? are really cute, though. All right. They are. No, 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 no. But but let's stop that. Let's not okay. even talk okay. about that. Fine. All right. Fine. What is an achievement that you would like to share with our audience that nobody would even guess? They'd be like, oh, what? Geez. I can't believe it. Right? Like an achievement. A, something that you succeeded in, all right? Okay. Think about mm. that because I'm trying to think about it because, of course, I could say my children, right? You know, kind of a thing. I could say stuff Although like that. my children are not complete yet, so maybe in like 50 years, we'll look back and say whether they really were my greatest achievement. That's right. You can't say it right <laughs> I now. I don't know what's going to happen to their lives. Yeah, we can't, you know, you we hope can't. for the best, yeah. pray for the best, but, you know, I mean, they're their own people. So I can't, I mean, I, I think even, you know what, not to get too theological about it, I don't actually know if, I think it's a very dangerous thing to consider your children your achievement. Exactly. Because um, they're not my achievement. Oh, snap. Now you're getting right? deep again. I mean, I'm not trying to, but come on, Damn. that's that's dangerous, right? That's if dangerous. you put all your value as a person in your children being your greatest achievement, that is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. Let's not do that, Pastor Peter. Yes. Let's not. Let's not. Okay? Let's not. Let's do Let's something not. else. Okay. Okay, okay. What do you got? Well, so listen, I mean, I, I think I have like some of the, the ones that, you know, that, like I love to succeed. Like I love to accomplish things. Like that's one of my things. Like mm -hmm. if I set a goal to do something, I do love to do it, mm -hmm. right? But I don't know if I'm really like super proud of it. I mean, like you know, riding my bike to all the way up to Maine every year—that's an achievement. Like yeah, that's that not is. something anyone could really do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you can't just get on your bike and decide to go 400 miles. And, and I heard you did go. the full ride this year. No, I did the full, but I did take a day off because on day four I just got really tired and and like. Um, we we've never done this much climbing to this route and that that Dennis Kwan picked out for us and Dennis Kwan picked Dennis out like a Strava Kwan. route where a lot of professional riders will pick out. Did he out. do so, it? 
Yeah, yeah, of no. course he did it. He it's planned this core. out four days we climbed. It's Usually when core. we ride up to Maine, it's only one day of climbing, and the other five days are just more flat. Mm -hmm. But here, it was majority of the rides. Four, four days was climbing, and two days was flat. But, uh, but on the third day, I, I just felt like my body was, was breaking down, and I just said, you know what? I'm going to take a rest. And I did. I rest on the fourth day. I'm so glad I did. And this is the emotionally healthy Peter yes. being able to do this because yes. probably like 15 years ago, you would have been my like, I'm doing this no matter no. what. Yeah, exactly. no matter what. Yeah. Exactly. And so my emotional healthy side was like, just take a break. And I did. And I'm so glad I did because after like, you know, I was just hanging out in Cape Cod and just enjoying myself, eating some fantastic food and stuff. And then when I met up with the riders, they said that for two and a half miles, they had to ride through the sand on the beach. Oh my and gosh. do you know how hard it is to ride a road bike yes. in the sand? You need a mountain bike. Yes. And a lot of them were just dying. They were struggling. And they were just like, what's going on? That's and then Dennis, Dennis, Dennis why me. did you do this to so them? De so Dennis was riding on the sand and he just said, oh my God, I'm so glad PP didn't come. If he came, he would have <laughs> killed me. You would never have forgiven him. He would have killed you me. Would yeah, so, you would so, have so, wished so, that he got hit by a car. <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe not. <laughs> so Maybe when I met not. up with him, I was Maybe like, a curse. Yeah, when I saw him, he goes, I'm so glad you didn't come because you would have killed <laughs> me. And I was like, really? I was like, why? And he started explaining. I'm like, dude, I would have killed you. I would have literally killed you if you made me ride through two and a half miles of sand. I mean, that's just torture at a different level so so, so you know i mean i feel like yeah those are achievements but you know what you know one of, one of my greatest achievements yeah. i think is in my us. entire life and i'm so proud of myself i really am mm -hmm. i have you know you know i'm a germaphobe you know I'm this, a germ okay can i say can i say something about that yes i thought you were always a germaphobe because even uh -huh. if i would like sometimes choke on my water and do like a <clears throat> you would literally look at me with these very like what you got a virus mm -hmm, and you would mm -hmm. just move like two seats uh -huh, down from uh -huh. staff meeting yeah but when i went to visit new jersey you know this is like COVID times right do you know what i'm gonna say we're in no, COVID times remember. you're not supposed to be eating other people's food oh, but then you oh, like reached the over started eating my leftovers and i was like i don't think germaphobes uh, do this no no sua sua listen I know you don't have germs. What if I had like COVID? A, I, I just had COVID like a month ago, so I'm cool, right? <laughs> so you left so much of that good food out there. And I was just like, and I was still so hungry. But come like, on. I'm just going to eat it. So I ate but it, yeah. I did say to somebody recently, I think it was Steve, like, because I haven't hung out with you for so long, I forgot our dynamic. Like, you know, every friendship has like their dynamic. Yeah, our yeah. dynamic was that before I start eating, I give you half of my food. <laughs> because the speed at which you eat then and the amount that you eat, it like no, no. balances us out. But you know what but happens? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Like what I have to work on. So I have to learn to eat slower because once I'm done, <laughs> you start to get anxiety because you have like three fourths of your food left. And but you're it's like, also oh because God, I know I you are a very, so yeah, I gotta, well, I gotta yeah. eat slower. I gotta you eat slower. A, you're very efficient. Like you're a very efficient person. No, I, just I don't, don't want to waste your time. I just don't chew when I eat, man. I just, I just chew like three, four times and I swallow. And then my wife like chews, like I counted one time, like successively. She you chews counted like, her chewing. Yeah. She count counted her mastication. Yes. 26 to 30 times before she swallows. Okay, that's not normal either. <laughs> It's weird. Who, so how much who does Pastor Shirley much? chew? Like a hundred? Oh, she's got to be at least <laughs> thirty-five to forty chews before, and then you know she talks while she eats, so it's like even longer. But anyway, so like it's just not normal. I chew on average about five, six times, and I'll swallow. Okay, but I just want to say I don't think you're a true germaphobe because I don't think a, not, no I'm matter not. how hungry okay. a okay. germaphobe is, they would not reach over and eat the other person's leftovers, okay. especially a person who just traveled by airplane. All right, so I'm only a germaphobe in the bathroom, like public bathrooms. <laughs> all right, I hate. <laughs> Public, I, I hate public bathrooms oh because God. they're so dirty. 
and especially these Korean restaurants, when you go to bathrooms, they are just, they're filthy. I but mean, you don't even why. have to sit down. You're, you're plumbing, no, no, no. quote unquote. It's just the smell, the stench. Oh, and geez. the other thing that I hate is the bathroom door handle. <laughs> because you know these dudes don't wash their hands and they have urine on their fingers. Oh, there's definitely fecal the matter on those doorknobs. I mean, like, so I just hate. So, like, there are times where I just wait to some, like, if I don't want, if they don't have paper towels, I'm screwed. Because I got to touch that Did you use toilet doorknob. paper? Well, so, I mean, I don't, but when your hand is wet, you use toilet paper. It sticks to your hand. Also, like, toilet paper definitely also has fecal matter. Yeah, so just, it doesn't work. <laughs> so sometimes what I'll do is I'll grab my shirt and I'll put my hand under my shirt and I'll just grab it. Right? Yeah. This is just the yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that or I wait. I wait till somebody opens the door and then I'll just walk out. For how right? long? I won't wait too long. I'll wait a little bit. I'll, I'll say maximum 20 seconds. If they oh don't open Lord. it, then I'll just use my shirt and I'll oh open it up, Lord. right? So anyway, so I'm a selective germaphobe, but one of my greatest achievements. My I'm greatest so achievement, nervous where this is going. I, um, I went to South Africa and, and so you know like I am not into bathrooms and stuff like that. So we were <laughs> on a safari, all right? And... And the ranger, we just having so much fun with him. He goes, hey, you want to play an African game? I'm like, yeah, we'll play an African game. He leaves us in the middle of the wild. And he goes away for like 10 minutes. And we literally thought, oh, shoot, this is the game. He's just leaving a bunch of Americans in the wild and see what happens. <laughs> like, I think this is what the game is. You we are the game. Yeah. You are the game that's getting hunted. Yeah. He comes back with dehydrated, like it just dried out. Impala. Feces. Oh, yuck. Poop. Oh, yuck. And he said, we're going to play a game. Oh, yuck. Spit, spitball challenge. We're going to put this feces in our mouth, and we're going to spit it out and see who can spit it out the furthest. Wait, no. This is not real. This is real. This but is why real. why would you put, we have video. put we have poop video in your this. mouth? We have video. But it's dehydrated, okay? So, of course, me so? being a germaphobe, I just said, I will never put poop in my mouth. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, a bunch of other fellows. No, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. That's disgusting. I'm telling you one thing. Peer pressure will do wonders for oh you. Oh, my Lord. Oh we my Lord. all did Don't it. Tell me you did it. Oh we God. didn't do it once. We did it twice. There was oh one guy. God. He almost swallowed it because he never oh spit God. anything out of his mouth. And he went. Gross. Oh, and gross. We have it on video. We all oh, did gross. it. All right. And I'm telling you, Sua, it was the most fun. One of the most fun I've ever had. We never laughed so much in our lives. Like we, Alex G was That's with disgusting. me, Steve Shard. We were crying. We were laughing so much. We had so much fun. Does Jenny know you kiss her with the mouth that had yeah. feces? Yeah, 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 she does. I show her the video. And I got to tell you, it was one of my greatest achievements in my life because I put poop in my mouth and I was able to spit it out. And I didn't win. I wish I would have won. Steven Sharkey beat everyone. He, he spit that thing out. That thing went like 30 feet in the air. Mine probably went like 10. He went like... Like 30 feet and uh but we had so much fun but i think it was definitely one of my greatest achievements in my life a germaphobe like in the bathroom i put poop in my mouth That's and i spit so it disgusting. out I, you I know they're know. pellets I'm you know impala poops out. are like little pellets they're not like like I massive know, like still, dog I'm sorry poop, i'm still gross but it's out. pellets yeah because i have a dog and i pick up her poop every day so well you I'm, have a german shepherd that's a massive poop all right so we're talking nasty. like they were just like little pellets they're like Ugh. little pellets and you put it in but it's dehydrated and that's why it took him so long because he was trying to find dehydrated impala poop and uh man it was so much fun it was one of the best achievements of my life really was i was so proud of myself afterwards that i was like i can't believe okay. i did that so anyway yeah what about you what is your greatest <laughs> achievement <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow putting poop in my mouth. Um, I've never put poop in my mouth. Um, I'm trying to Certainly think. you would not. No, no. I mean, I did eat bull testicles. 
Yeah, but that's, I mean, I don't um, think that's an achievement for you. But what's, what's, what, come on, let's, let's, I mean, like, did you win nationals first place in, in, um, you know, what is it, Hapkido that you do? Why does the martial oh, arts change come do, come every do. single yeah, come do, um, come do, come do. I'm sorry, come do. Like, were you like a national rank no. champion Negative. at all? I'm no? not okay. very athletic. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's very sad because like I feel like if my children have zero athletic ability, it's clearly from me. Okay. Because John is actually pretty athletic. Um so yeah, it would not be anything that I achieve okay. would not be a physical achievement. Are you struggling to find an achievement in your life? I mean, I, I will say I will, I will say that I have I have I mean, I'll tell you two cuz they're both kind of silly. Nice, but nice. I think I have perfected the recipe for kimchi fried rice. Like it's, it's untouchable. Mm. Like really? John has said that if I die, he'll really miss it. Do, do you put spam in there? I do put spam in it. Well, that's why it's, that's I why mean, it's the best. I mean, how could you eat kimchi fried rice without spam? Anyone who puts it's anything a, else, it's a it's miracle fake. in a can. Spam is miracle in a can. Yep. But no, I've really perfected it and I can't, I share it, but you, after you, making. You don't tell us the recipe? I mean, you I've made it share? like a hundred times okay. plus at this point. Um, so I'm very proud of my kimchi pokumbap fried rice recipe. Well, when you. When I come over, you got to make that for me because I want to try it. Do you eat spam? Oh my god! Okay, because some I people are really spam? weird about it. I'm, I'm Korean. I love no, spam. I know, I know. Also, for the non-Korean listeners, I just want to say that there was a New York Times article a couple of years ago documenting that spam is such a luxury gift during the holidays in Korea. Like mm -hmm. they had these pictures of like you know Korean department stores yeah. packaging spam mm -hmm. sets in like these pretty like decorative boxes and this is what you can give oh to your family members during like christmas <laughs> and stuff i can't you know? believe and that's honestly but the number one spam country yeah. that buys the most spam is korea right yeah. right and who would not want i mean i would love to receive i mean hint for you if you ever wanted to buy me a gift during christmas i would love to buy okay I mean, I'd love to receive a 12 can spam set from costco's sure yeah yeah 25 percent less sodium Amazing. i buy them all the time I, I buy it all the time. All Super the time. Healthy. <laughs> Not really. We, our, but anyway. Our, not healthy anymore. But like, That's yeah, my first our, one. Our, our home loves spam. We, everyone in this house loves spam. But the second one is, and, and I'm not sure if I've shared this on the podcast because I know you know this story, but I can't remember if it was in one of the episodes we nixed. Um, okay. But did I ever share about the time that I beat John in Just Dance? Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you got you to share it again. But I don't you know if share. I shared it on an episode, but... I don't know, but share. Okay, so I'm sorry if you're listening to this again, but I don't know. Is this it's appropriate, PP? I don't know tell. if this appropriate. It's worthy of another tell. Um, I don't know if this is appropriate, but basically... Oh, God, John is not going to like that I'm sharing this again. Go for um, it. It's okay, John. I'm sorry, you John. You the stud. Maybe sorry. Walk, walk with that strut and that OR. Well, no, bro, but he loses. It. Remember, he loses. I know, I know. It's okay. this story. I know, okay. So John is a very good dancer. He's in most things that are physical. He always beats me because yeah. he's more athletic. He's a better dancer. <laughs> um, he's just, he just can hold, hold pain in his body longer than I can. So yeah. when we do abs together, he's usually better. Like he's just better. So, you know, we have kids, we have this game, just dance, um, on the DS and every single time we play, John beats me like every yeah. single time. So this one time we were all downstairs and, you know, John's pretty, feeling pretty smug. Like he's basically like, I have like a perfect record. Like this is yeah, a shoe yeah, in for me. Yeah, so yeah. he says to me, he offers me this challenge. He says, let's pick a really, really hard song. And if I win, we're going to have sex every day this week. And if you win, I won't even touch you for three days. 
Wait, 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 that's jacked up. How does he, if he wins, he has sex but for I seven have sex days too after three days? Huh? I want to have sex too. It's not a win for me if I can't have sex for a week. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I just, okay, go you know, it. but he just, Dang, I just, girl. I just guys, don't go at the rate he woo! does. So, okay. anyways, I was like, okay, fine. Three days, great. I can be so efficient in these three days if I don't yeah, think yeah, you're yeah. like giving me the look. Yeah. And a week, yeah. right? So I was like, let's do it. The saving grace for me was that he chose a Latin song. <laughs> <laughs> so the Latina in me came out to play. And so the the song plays. I have never shaken my body. Like it was like I have having seizures or something. Like like my body was shaking in places that I didn't even know I could shake. That is awesome. It was like, you know when you people say they have like an out of body flow experience? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. kind of like what it felt like for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and my like kids were yeah. My kids were watching me like I have never seen mom dance like that. <laughs> and of course, I won. Like yes, it was a divine did. thing. I won. And what that is my greatest achievement. What an achievement. That's awesome. I I've never that. been able to replicate it. Okay. Um, but listen, greatest achievement. That's amazing. That's yep. amazing. Hey, you know what else you should try with John? I think you might be able to beat him in. You should you should do a plank contest with him for the abs. Mm, how long can you hold your plank? Well, I've, 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 you know, because we do this at Maven a lot. We do yeah. plank challenges, and women always win for some reason. Do you I don't put know your why. legs together, or, se- or do you? No, it's got to be separated. Your, your, your hands have to be separate. You can't be like this when you're doing the plank. It's got to no, be separated. No, some, some. If you want to make it harder, you can put your legs together, and it's even harder. Oh, okay. No, no, but you can't, your legs can't be wide. It's just got to be like, like that. You but know, do like you? That are you distance. talking about a forearm, forearm plank or like a high plank? No, forearm plank. Forearm plank. Yeah, you're on your fore, like here. Yeah, you're on okay. here. Yeah. Okay. I so think, how long think, do you do? I don't know how long I do, but I don't. I don't. I never win. Uh, every mm-hmm. time we do this, women always win. And I, I, I think but why? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I just think women are better at planks than men mm-hmm. are. And try it, challenge them. I think you might be able to beat them in it. I think you might be able to beat. But him see, in here's it. the thing. I think he would beat me because I realized he just has a better ability to kind of zone out of the physical well, state. Well, why, why don't you involve sex in the picture there? Oh God, oh <laughs> Maybe your, your mama strength, super oh mama God. strength. I mean, I say out. this because my um, I have to plug my, my nephew. My nephew um, got into West Point this year and he just wow. finished his six weeks training. And oh the last God. part of it is like called the beast. They call it the beast. Like okay. they go out into the wilderness and they do all these like crazy things. Do you know my nephew got bitten by a brown recluse spider and now has like permanent scarring all over his body because he was like sitting, he was like sleeping next to wow. a tree stump and the spider bit him and he had to like go to the emergency services and everything. But I think the whole thing that I learn about, you know, as I watch these crazy people do crazy things, mm-hmm. like a lot of what they say is like, it's mental. It's just mental. Yeah. You yeah. just have to hold on. And I think that's what John does better than me is like, mm. he can, he just kind of like goes through a saying like, it's just mental. It's just trend. It's just yeah. like a temporary thing, but I can't do it. Like I don't have the mental strength to do something like that. So I feel like he would beat me, but we'll see. We'll, br- we'll introduce I think, sex. I think you gotta do see. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got, cause we'll you're a back. person, you're a different person when, when that's involved. So. <laughs> when survival is involved. <laughs> survival of the fittest there. Awesome. Okay. Well, we got, we got something important to talk about. And one of the things I want to talk about is, uh, this, uh, I got to give a shout out to Simon Kong, uh, part of our church. Uh, he actually, I actually put this out on a Facebook post. I said, hey, we'd li- really love to hear from you about maybe show uh, episode suggestions, that you, topics that you want us to focus on. And Simon said he'd love for us to talk about you know, virtual church versus in-person church because he has quite a bit of friends that actually have decided to just be virtual. 
and not come in person. And she, he just wants to know some of the pros and cons of that. And I just thought that was a great topic to have to talk about because it's something that we talk about. I talk about a lot with my staff because prior to the pandemic, we probably, you know, we always had virtual church. People could watch because, you know, a lot of people travel for businesses. We would have, I would say, maybe like five to ten people watch us on a Sunday. Uh, you know, since the pandemic, and now that we're back in person, it's probably on average about 125 to 150. Holy homes moly! Us. Yeah, so it's growing exponentially. Wow! And so it's it's a reality that we have to embrace because there are quite a bit of people that would prefer to just watch us online oh than actually goodness. come to church. And so it's something that's actually re- something that's real for us. So, anyway, virtual versus in person, Sua. Yeah. What do you think? What, what what's your thoughts on that? No, I'm Before actually really shocked because I do rem- when I went back to visit, I remember I asked you like, so have the numbers kind of come back to normal, like pre-pandemic? And you no. had said, no, there's still a bunch of people that are unaccounted for. And yep. you just imagine they're watching yep. live because it's not like you know who watches live and yep. who comes yep. in person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting to me because I guess for me, I've never considered virtual church like a true... Um, full replacement of attending church physically. Why? Why? Yeah, I'm tr- I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I don't know. See, I was going to say maybe it's because I grew up in an extremely conservative legalistic setting where yeah. it's kind of like if I didn't physically go to church, I was told that bad things were going to happen to me. <laughs> um and so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if like it's not it's like I haven't fully purged that, but I yeah. just I don't know. I just don't feel like it's a corporate worship experience if yes. I'm not physically there. Okay. Why yeah. what do you think? I mean, I know it's like a bit of a conflict of interest for you because yeah. <laughs> you are the senior pastor, but what is like what do you think? What are you thinking when you see that these numbers are still so it's, high for it's, ritual? It's it's really a challenge for me. I'm just gonna be very honest with you. Uh, I yeah. wrestle with it all the time because I, I don't live in a virtual space. Um I am not like super on social media. I am not in the digital world like most people are today. So I think you know, because I'm older. I, I just don't have a full understanding and a grasp for people who who really live life virtually or digitally on a screen. Like mm-hmm. my kids don't watch TV. They don't know like ABC. They're like, what channel is ABC? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Seven, like that's offensive. <laughs> How are you like 20 years old? You don't even know what channel ABC is. Like, give me a break, you know? Like, hey, what channel is NBC? Like, what channel is like, you know, the neighborhood on? And when I'm you like, say you worked at NBC, they're probably like, what is that? Yeah. I'm like, so th- for them, it's virtual. They just watch YouTube all day. Like they don't, they, they stream everything, you know? So it's a, it's a new world that we're living yeah. in and we yeah. have to embrace the realities yeah. of that. So I totally understand that and I respect it. And I think we're still trying to figure that out. And I think, you know, that's something that we have to continue to explore because we have not explored it enough as a church. That's one thing. But the other side of it, this is just my personal convictions and it's theological. Uh, you know, God came to us in the flesh uh, before he came to us in the flesh, it was really hard for him to really connect with mm-hmm. his people in a way where he fully understood their own yeah. plight yeah. and things like that. And 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 there was always opportunities for us to destroy our relationship with God. Once God came in the flesh, everything changed, right? Because Jesus Christ came, he died on the cross, and then he resurrected from the dead. And he finally created this permanent bridge as long as we're followers of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That none, no sins that we commit can ever separate us from God because mm-hmm. of Christ Jesus our Lord as long as we repent. So on and so forth. So incarnation is such an important aspect to Christianity. Mm -hmm. It is so important. And incarnation, what it means is in the flesh, in the flesh. 
And so theologically, I have a very hard time with virtual church because you are not in the flesh. You're just watching on a screen and you're removed. And I don't know, and this is just my own theological understanding. I just think it's so difficult for somebody to really grow in their faith in God when they are not in the flesh with other people. When they're not in the flesh, where they're doing life and they're worshiping, like you said, corporate worship. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think virtual church works. Like, say, one of the things some of our leaders have said to me, and these are, these are lay leaders; these are not uh, staff members. One of the things that I've I've had some of our leaders say to me, they said, "Peter, there are very few Bible-believing churches in the country." Like they said, I've been a part of so many different churches, and there are very few Bible-believing churches in the country. And what he, what he or she means by that is simply a, a, a church, a pastor that's really willing to go into Scripture, and when they preach, they really preach upon the Scriptures. Like, they don't just, you know, do these topical things or just, just use, like, you know, a few verses, but don't really, like, you know how some pastors read a passage, and then they never go back to it again, mm -hmm. and they just mm -hmm. preach. Yeah. Like, that's not Metro. We actually, you know, dissect, rip the passage apart, and we go down and try to figure out how do we apply this to our lives, you know? And so, you know, a couple of our leaders have said, Peter, there are a lot of churches that are not like that. And so, like, you know, we, I think our church could potentially reach people that are not in New Jersey. And, you know, we, when we, I think we looked one time, uh, our director of communications looked and says, yo, we have people watching us from different countries. Mm -hmm. We have people watching us from different states, like mm -hmm. Arkansas, you know, down south and stuff that's like random. that. Yeah, very random. Random. If it's and Ohio, it's me. Yeah, if it's Ohio, it's you. Yeah. You know what? I better ask him. I was like, Ohio? Is anyone from Ohio watching? <laughs> anyway, so I think what he was saying, and she was, uh, some of these people are saying is that we can't deny the fact that if some people chooses because they can't find a church in their area that they really can connect and learn from God, that the virtual platform is actually a good platform. And I, 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 I guess I agree with that. Um, but I still have a very difficult problem with people that are living within couple of miles from the church and they choose to watch virtually and not attend and be in the flesh. I just don't think you can really grow. I think it's safe. You can just watch and you know, you can you get stuff? Of course. But church was always meant to be in the flesh. And I, I think, know yeah. I think that's so I think what you just said, like that's why um I think it comes down to this question of what does church mean to you or what is a church to you? And if the answer to that, which I think a lot of people would say church is the pastor preaching um, or the worship. Like, I, I think a lot of times people misunderstand what the church was supposed to be. Yes. Um, so for example, I'll give like an example. Like, have you ever noticed that when, I may have said this before, but I've noticed this weird phenomenon where like I go to church and then people come like right after worship, like the praise, and then they sit for the sermon and then they leave right when the sermon ends. Yes. That happens a lot. There's like this too. weird like yeah. entry and exodus. Yeah. And it's not just at Metro. I've seen it yeah. happen at every yeah. church I've visited. Yeah. And I'm always like, what is that? Like, why do people? And I think it's because in their understanding, yeah. worship is just listening to the sermon. Yeah. Like church yeah. is listening to the sermon. Yeah. And yeah. I think that to me maybe explains why people feel that it's sufficient to watch a live stream online because to them church means listening to the sermon. Yeah. And if church gets reduced to listening to the sermon, you can even do it on a podcast. Like you yep. can even listen to it whenever you want, you know, and there should be nothing that's missing yeah. from it, you know, but as you're saying, church is so much more than just the sermon, right. Or just the service. So much more. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, what it's would really... you say? What are some things like when you say incarnate? Like, what does that mean to yeah, you actually? It's, it's it's the only. I think it's one of the best places where you can actually encounter God's presence. You know, and and with as you are in relationship and as you're literally sitting in the flesh with another, mm-hmm. with another brother and sister mm-hmm. in Christ. And so I think um, people need to realize that church is so much more than that. And so like I think if, if church just becomes like a checklist for you, like, okay, I got to go to church this Sunday and I just need to go and be a part of it, you know, worship a little bit and sing and listen to a sermon and leave, then I think the virtual space probably works for you then, you know. Uh, but if you but you can't grow that way. You're not going to really grow in your faith in Christ if you're not in and a part of a church community, all right? Because uh, Jesus is the head of the church. Theologically, the reason why the church is so important is because Jesus says he's the head of the church, right? And we are part of it. You cannot be a part of a church if you're just in the virtual space only, right? And especially, like, I'm talking to the people who live within miles of the church that they're watching or they're a part of. Now, if you're sick, if you're traveling, I totally get that, you know, and stuff. I, I do think also some people are just, a lot of people are just very nervous. They don't want to go into new spaces and they, they would just rather watch online. And I totally get that. So, you know, I think it's an it's an option, but I don't think it should be the option. I think really the part of church is that, yes, it's more than just a Sunday service. It's a community that you do life with, that you grow, uh, that you learn from, and that helps you to grow. But you can't do that unless you're actually in relationships with other people. And so that's sort of the tension that I have, you know, because this, because I'm a very traditional guy in that way. And my advice to Christians today, if you're listening, if you're just in a virtual space every Sunday and you're actually not going, um, I am 99.9% sure you're not really growing in your faith in God. You just can't. I just You need to be in relationships with people. It's more than just listening to a sermon. It's about interacting and connecting and being in relationships with other people, uh, being in small groups and, and connecting. Serving in the church is so important. You can't really grow if you're not serving. You know, how, how are you advancing the kingdom of God You know, if you're just watching virtually? You're just being very passive in your Christian faith. And when you're passive in your Christian faith, you're just not going to grow. you got to be more active in it you know, and stuff. And so, so I think that's it. You know, And I just don't think, um, you know, a virtual space will allow afford you an opportunity to really grow. I do know that in our church, we have some people that have moved to, uh, you know, out of state and they just have not been able to find a church they can really connect with. And so they watch our virtual spaces. They join our small groups that are virtual. They're part of our, like our Friday morning prayer meetings that are virtual. And I, and I think in spaces like that, like if they're not going to church, that's definitely a better option for them. They can still stay plugged in. And it's wonderful to have them a part of our small groups, a part of our, you know, prayer meetings and, and, and especially, you know, a part of our Sunday services, you know, things like that. Uh, but I just don't think you can really grow. And I would even say with those people that until you can actually get in the flesh, until you can connect with people in your church community and you grow, you serve, and you advance God's kingdom together. That's the Christian calling in life. Our calling is to build God's kingdom here on this earth. You can't do that when you're just watching something virtually. And I think that's what we forget because so much of church now has become consumer-based. We sit, we receive, and then we leave. No, church is about building the community of God and building the kingdom of God. And that's our job. That's what God has called us to. And if church has just become something we just watch on our screen, then we're not building God's kingdom. Well, you know what? That's interesting what you're saying about how there has, and I think we talked about this. See, this is the problem. Now I don't remember if we ever aired our episode on church shopping. We're church hopping. We did. We did do, we did okay. do episode um, on so church So I know hopping. we talked about that whole consumer mentality, but I think because there has been this trend for decades now for this consumer mentality with churches, I think it's become a very smooth transition, transitioning into the live stream church, because Mm. I think 
prior to this whole consumer mentality with churches, I, I don't think it would have been as easy for people to say, oh, this is a great replacement for my church. Because before, um, people were an active part of the church. The church was the community. The church was the people versus now that we've moved towards this mentality of like, yeah, I just sit here and receive. It's like, I receive the same thing, whether I'm sitting there at church on a Sunday physically mm. or like virtually. Right. And, yeah. um, I, I feel like it's something, there's something very interesting about you, you saying that Jesus came in the flesh, right? Like, I yeah. know, like I always think incarnate, like, you know, the word for meat in Spanish is carne. <laughs> oh, think, is like, that right? In the meat. I think in the meat. But anyways, um, yeah, that's how I remember. Carne, carnate. Yeah, come on. I'm thinking so about anyway. carne asada. <laughs> anyway, I'm but, hungry right now. Yeah. Um, there's this, I was reading this book. There's this very interesting um, concept called corporate effervescence. I think that was what it was called. And basically it's this weird phenomenon that happens where when people a no, large number of people gather together for a single purpose so for example a sporting event where everybody is cheering on yeah. the yankees yeah. or um like a concert where beyonce is performing this weird experience happens to the people who are physically there where they feel this weird like out of body experience where they're experiencing something that's completely otherworldly yeah and yeah. it was i read this in a very secular book it was talking about something completely unrelated it wasn't a spiritual thing but i remember reading that and thinking like is this because god created us to be in corporate yeah. worship yeah like, because anybody who knows sporting events who's gone to like a giants game or whatever you know what worship is like that is worship i mean they're not worshiping the yeah. true god yep. but they're worshiping yep. something and they're yep. all worshiping together yes. and there's something very extraordinary about that experience Absolutely. and I, I wonder like is it because god created us for that like god created Absolutely. us for physical community for yes. physical worship yes. together yes um and as you as you said like kingdom of god like in heaven it's not going to be a virtual worship we're all yeah. going to be physically together yeah um, and I feel like it's hard to experience that here if we're not modeling after what we know is going to look like um, later. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's and by design. By it design. is by design. And, yeah. and and so, you know, I mean, I think like I, I don't want to just say like, you know, we can't we got to poo poo the digital world and stuff, because I think it's where the young people are. And we got to be better at figuring out how do we connect better with them and how do we allow the digital world to be a real great tool for them to connect with God. Right. And and, and, and hopefully get them to be a part of the church, mm -hmm. the corporate church together. Mm -hmm. But I love that word, Sue, a corporate effervescent. I'm going to Google this to make sure that's the that, right phrasing. Oh, that is, listen, I hope it's not right because I hope you came up with it. You should, you should <laughs> coin that phrase. That is, beautiful. I'm pretty sure it's a real word there. That, that just the, the phrase of corporate effervescence. I mean, that's just, that's so beautiful. That's exactly what it is. And that's why people love going to concerts. I mean, when COVID happened and there were nobody in those stadiums, in baseball stadiums and mm -hmm. in basketball mm -hmm. arenas, it was weird. They had to put music on. They had to put, you know, people cheering, but you see the stands are just, there's nobody there. And it just is not, it's weird. And I think, the same thing i think it's you know god did create us to worship but he created us to worship corporately you know the bible wasn't even meant to be read solitarily right individually right. it was always meant to be read together right. in community and and that's why what's one of the reasons why i love going to friday morning prayer meetings we, we actually do it virtually uh, because we have people uh from other states in they log in to watch and, and to be a part of it and we actually had somebody from guatemala who actually oh. would be a part of it as nice. well. And we would literally unpack the scripture together. We would mm -hmm. unpack the s passage that the sermon was going to be focusing on for that Sunday. 
and we would just dig into it. And it was just so beautiful to hear everyone share their thoughts and some of the questions they had from the passage and stuff. And I was like, this is exactly what was meant. Like, we shouldn't be reading the Bible just alone. I mean, we should be doing it, but Bible is always meant to be read with community, with people in the room. And and I think it's the same way with worship. It's the same way with church. Church should not be something you do solitarily. A church is a place where you come corporately. Now I do know that there's some messed up people in the church. I know people have gotten hurt in the church. I know mm-hmm. people have gotten hurt by pastors. And there are real pains there. There are real pains yeah. Yeah. that causes people to be hesitant uh, to actually go back to corporate worship. I totally get that. I know COVID is real. I know parents have kids that are infants and they don't want their kid to get COVID. And so they want to do the corporate, the, the virtual stuff. I, I get all those things. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about how much do you value your spiritual walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. If you don't value it much, it, if it really is not a thing, then virtual space is probably going to be fine for you because you're just not going to grow. But if you value your spiritual walk, if you value your relationship with God, if you need God, there's no way you can worship in virtual full time. But can I ask you a question? Then what is the difference between somebody who watches on Sundays through a live stream yep. and somebody who comes to church on Sunday slips in, slips out, never gets involved in anything. No, no, very little. There's very little difference between those two. I think because, they're pretty much right. the same. Yeah. Because what your emphasis is on the difference between virtual and in-person is the relationships that you're forming, yeah. the community that you have, because you're yep. even saying that your Friday morning prayer services are even real even though you you mentioned they're yes. virtual so actually yes. it's a bit contradictory but well, your emphasis say, there is that it's well, a community well that's different because that's a lot more participatory right right right, right. friday morning prayer meeting is a very participatory thing it's not just i'm just not getting up there and i'm exactly. preaching to them exactly uh, service is a little bit different i will say this though i will say that the person who actually attends in person who just comes and leaves they have a higher chance to let god just literally hit them with his presence where they can change, Mm. right? The ones who watch virtually, Mm. that's probably not going to happen because there's just that distance in that space. There's something that happens, like you said, that that corporate effervescence. That when you're just dropping this word, I just, I just, I I just, Sua. Sometimes you know, like I love your vocab. I wish I had your vocabulary. Like you're so eloquent how you speak. You don't even know how eloquent you are. It's 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 very. it's very thank nice. You. See, it's very look, nice. I'm saying thank you. I was just gonna yeah. be like, no, I'm not. But see, I'm no. working on it. It's, it's, Season it's one, just, if anyone's really interested. Great. It's just, uh, yeah, it's 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 really great. But anyway, that corporate effervescence you're never gonna get in the home. But when you're at church and you're worshiping together, there is something there. There's a the presence of God is there, and you get to encounter it, and God could transform your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that God can't do that on a virtual space. I think He can. Of course, He can. But I'm just saying that you give yourself a much higher chance. So it's still better for you to go into church rather than sit at home and be in a virtual space. Because when you're home, you're really kind of safe. You're not really connecting with God in a deeper way. Um, I think when you're together corporately is when you really give yourself a chance to get connected. And I don't know about you, but for me, like if I am not encountering the presence of God regularly in my life, I will struggle. I will fall away. And I do that by my own times of prayer, journaling. But man, when I get to church and I get to worship with my community, that helps when I listen to a sermon and connect and, you know, spend some time in repentance. I mean, it's really important for me. And so I think the person who actually decides to go to church, even though they they have every intention of just leaving after the sermon, they have a much higher chance of God actually impacting their lives so that their lives can be transformed and they're not just attenders, but then they actually become fully participants 
in the church. And I've seen stories like that, and I've met people like that in our church all the time. I just came to Metro because I was so burnt out. I just want to attend church because I grew up in the church, and then just God got a hold of me here, and now I just want to give all of myself to it, you know, and stuff. And uh, and I want to just be a full participant of the church. So I still think the uh, the in-person um, uh, service is an absolute vital thing. If God is important to you and you really want to grow in your relationship with God, you can't do that in just a virtual space. I don't think it happens. And for people, I think, who um, already kind of are walking with God and who already have kind of decided Metro is your home church, like I always, you know, and I know I mentioned this in a previous episode, but, you know, I I always have these conversations with my children because sometimes they're just like, well, why can't we just watch it on TV? Because they know that's an alternative, right? Um, Or they'll say, church is really boring. Like, it's, it's not fun there. And I always have to keep reminding them, like, yeah, it's great when church is fun, but that's yeah. not what it's for, right. right? Like, even if church was the most boring possible thing, we go because we worship God. We're going yeah. there to give worship. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm not saying we have to go back to like the old days where like we have to wear our best shoes and our best outfits. But, you know, there's something beautiful about that, right? Absolutely. Because if somebody said to you, do you want to meet your favorite celebrity in person or via virtual? I don't think most of us would be like, oh, I'll do a Zoom with... I don't know, Bono or whoever is like your celebrity, Megan Fox for you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> just who's, gave out your who's, who's, who's your celebrity that you would love to meet in person? Stephen Colbert. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. He lives in Montclair. Or Steve Carell. <laughs> really? The Steves. The Steves. Man, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Who would know. you want to meet? I don't know. I really don't. You know, part of it is that, you know, this is not to brag, but I mean, I worked in television for four years. I saw quite a bit of celebrities during that Al time. Al Roker. So I'm not as enamored by them as I used to be. Oh, really? Um, you know, as I, so I'm, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't get too enamored by celebrities when BTS? I see if I see them. Oh, yeah, BTS would be kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I, I can't, I can't even think about who I would want to meet. Wow, you don't have a celebrity like, like, idol. I mean, no, like, do we I use don't. that word like capital, not capital idol. This is like, you know, St- like Stephen Colbert for you, huh? Well, you know, I mean, like I've met, you know, I've met Tim I mean, Keller. <laughs> No, <laughs> I've met the I you know I've met Dwayne Johnson. I've met Holly Berry. Really? Yeah, I've met Prince. Why? Because I worked at NBC. They're in the oh, studios. Wow. Yeah, you connect. You know, you say hi. You know, and then of course Katie Couric. You know, Matt Lauer, Ann Curry. You know, uh, Jane My Paul. Favorite. My know, favorite. Yeah. So just different people like Brokaw. I mean, you just see these celebrities all the time, and you're just like, okay, you know, they're just normal people. But oh, the celebrity that I that I in the past my. Uh, one of the stories I've always wanted to meet was Joe Montana. And I met Joe Montana. I mean, it was one of the best did? days. You did? Oh, dude. He came did you to get his studio. autograph? So here, here's, I did. So here's what happened. Like, he came in for an interview, and like, I didn't care about the, when The Rock came. I was like, I don't even know who this guy is, so I'm not going to well, even that ask. That wasn't as famous. Yeah, he, he was like. WWE. He was yeah. a wrestler at the now time. Now he's like everything. Right. So, like, all the other, like, even Holly Bear, I was like, I don't care. You know, like, you know, and oh, Fred Savage came. I met him, and you know, you, you're, you're he, you the know, one that looked like his co star. He's had sexual allegations against him. Oh, has him he? Mm-hmm. So, we oh, can't anyway. talk about him. He's okay, been okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, but Joe Montana came to the studio, and when he came to the studio, um, I was determined to get his autograph. And so, because, you know, he has been like an idol of mine. I love the 49ers growing up. I feel like and, that whole generation was basically yeah. a 49ers fan. Oh, it, it was just amazing. Yeah. And so, like, I was waiting in line, and there was quite a bit of guys that were there that wanted his autograph, and even women, and you know, because he's a very good-looking dude. Um, but, uh, 
Girls he, uh, watch sports too. That is sexist. Yeah, no, no. That, that is was, sexist. Yes, no. What? I, so men are there because he's sp- athletic and women are there because he's hot? No, no, Women no, no, watch no. football too. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, that's true. I, 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 well, who's your football crush? Share with the world who your football crush was. My football crush? Come on! I mean, there was a guy named Will Demps who I used to no, really have a crush Sua, on. No, Sua, Sua, you had the hot for OC. OC. OC was not my crush. No, I he never wasn't had the hots for OC. Oh, I thought you had no. the hots for OC. No, I mean, I don't right. even think I had his jersey. I had a Manning jersey. I never okay. had a. All right, my OC bad. Jersey. Well, anyway, but who so are the you one... confusing me with? Oh, oh somebody Price else then. I thought it was you. I thought it was you. Anyway, so so I'm waiting in line to get his autograph, mm-hmm. and then his agent, his publicist, is like Joe, we gotta go. We gotta <gasps> make to the next oh, thing. No. And I was the next person, and this oh, no. happens to oh, me, no. right? And he's like, we got to go. No more autographs. And so, like, he's like, okay, this is why I think this guy is such a special man. He, 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 he looks at me. He knows Are you I'm crying? Disapp- he knows how disappointed I looked. And he just said to me, he goes, hey, would you mind walking with me to my limo? I'll sign your autograph. I'll sign you an autograph. And I looked at him. I'm like, Joe, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll leave this building. I will <laughs> get on think, a plane with you. Do you think you this is how go- Peter felt when oh, Jesus Joe? told him to come with me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I will do that. And so I walked. Just me and him. I walked. Oh my God. To his limo, and we were talking, and I just said to him, I said, I just want you to know something. I said, you know, prior to you playing football, I never really liked watching football. But you made me fall in love with the sport because of how you played it. And he just he signed his autograph, and he said, thanks so much. And then he shook my hand. I'm telling you, man, wowzers. Wowzers. That was powerful. And I have no idea. Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about celebrities? No, because I was talking about how if you had a celebrity that you oh, could meet yeah, that's in person. Right. That's right. You're so lucky that I can at least back... back- <laughs> Us up like, into the correct route. Um, so, but but that's such a but Sue, that's such a great analogy because why would we want to? I would never want to meet Joe Montana right. on on Zoom. Right. I would want to meet that guy in person, and I just think like in many ways that's so true. Like you can really encounter a stronger presence of God when you're in a corporate mm-hmm. setting because that corporate mm-hmm. effervescence, as you oh use God. that word. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm gonna, gonna watch your using, sermon this that's Sunday. That's gonna. I'm gonna start using that word suffering um, well. all the time I'm gonna now. See if you um, <laughs> drop corporate. <laughs> but uh, but we have an opportunity to engage with God in that way, and uh, and I think it's 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 really important for people to realize that they need to go back and they need to be a part of church in a way where they can grow, learn, serve. But here's the other thing, and this is why I think it's so hard for Americans and uh, and most 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 Christians around the world because we don't live in a monarchy; we live in a in a democracy, and we have so much power. Mm. You know, we can do whatever we want, but if you live in a monarchy. And the king wants you somewhere. The king yeah. wants you to do yeah. something. You don't have an option to say no. Yeah. And so, so can I just encourage those who just stay in a virtual space? Why do we go to church? Because we have a king in heaven. His name is Jesus Christ. And he wants you to come and worship him in a corporate setting. It's, it's, to me, it's not even like a, a non-negotiable. You can't negotiate that. God wants you to. We have to submit ourselves and we have to go to church because Jesus is the head of the mm-hmm, church mm-hmm. and we got to bow down to our king. That's why we go. And that's why I think the virtual space, while I think we need to, we got to figure out how to better connect. I think it's a great tool for evangelism, but I think for true spiritual growth, you got to be in an in-person setting and you got to be involved with the church because Jesus is our king and he's called us to advance his kingdom. I mean, I think it's like, it's really good in addition to what you're already doing which yes. is going to church so like yes if you have if you live in an area where you haven't really jived with the church that you attend or can't like it's great to then in addition listen to the sermons 
or view yeah. the services of churches that you really feel like you align with while doing the actual search for a physical home church. But what you're saying is not, it's not sufficient as a replacement altogether yeah. um, to do virtual church instead of physical church. I've never met here. Here's the thing. I've never met a person who really cares about their relationship with the Lord and loves Jesus with all their heart. I've never met one person that says, I am just going to be in a virtual space. I mean, to be fair, yes. I feel like it's a relatively new technology. Um, and and yes. you're right. I, I sometimes do think about like, you know, when you were younger and like, the older people would always be like, when I was young, blah, 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 blah. We didn't have air conditioning in right. the church. And you right. guys won't even come. We have air conditioning. You won't even come to the church. Exactly. I mean, when we were young, it's like, you know, I was reading something about like how when we were like, these kids complain about like having like a million television channels and still have nothing to do. Like when we were young, we had to speak into a, a fan to make our voices sound like robots. And that was entertainment for us. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. When so, I was young. Yeah. I only had three channels I, to watch. And listen, like, I get it. There's a part of me that feels like, man, like, is this how I become less in touch with the newer generations? Because yeah. I listen to myself saying, that is not how you do worship. Like, internet is not, virtual is not a replacement. And I get, I, I do ponder that. Like, I do think yeah. about it. Yeah. But I feel the exact same way. And maybe this actually corroborates the point that I am getting out of touch. But I feel the same way about social interactions and friendships via social media and yes. internet also because yes. i don't think you can form true friendships yeah. um through the internet you know like i mean yes you can but i think it's never going to be as rich as the friends when you physically can meet yeah. um you know interactions i feel like in this younger generation i see my children and so much of their interactions with others happens via text mm. or through the through instagram or through tiktok or whatever yeah and i'm not saying that's bad but it's not sufficient because that's not, not how relationships were made to be mm -hmm. you have to be able to touch the person say something see their re reactions like see their facial reactions like that's how you interact you don't interact yes. on a comment section with somebody and think that you interacted with somebody exactly you know and how much more is that true for a worship experience and a church that's supposed to be the body of Jesus, like that's not sufficient, you know? It's and not. now I feel like I'm going on my soapbox as like this or old, like geriatric millennial, but man, that's not it. Like, I Come feel on, like that's girl. not it. Corporate <laughs> I know, effervescence I'm, I'm dating is myself. Necessity. <laughs> I'm dating like, myself. Seriously, corporate effervescence is necessity. Stop! And How many times have you said corporate <laughs> effervescence in this episode? But We're gonna have to retitle it corporate effervescence. Yes. Sunita, oh my God, I called oh you Sunita. See, I told you not to make promises you can't keep. <laughs> oh no. I told you not to make promises. We're going to label, I just want everyone oh to know, we're going to label this episode. I, I don't know why I called you Sunita We're going to call this oh episode God, Corporate Effervescence but... and Sunita. Oh, Sunita, For Corporate man. Effervescence by Sunita and Pastor Peter. Oh, goodness gracious. This is not good. <laughs> You're going to hate my guts now. Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. I, I just lost my train of thought now. I just I was going to say something. I just completely forgot. Got what I was gonna say. That's hilarious. I'm gonna tag Sunita. I'm gonna tag Sunita. I can't believe I called you Sunita. You never listen to my podcast. Why do I keep calling you Sunita? I just saw it yesterday. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. This is crazy. No, but I, all I will say is this. All right, Sua Huang. All right, Sua Li Huang. All I will say is, as 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 you just said, you can't. I mean, I think virtual spaces is a good first step. Right? I think it's a great way to connect. I think it's a safe space for people who are just trying to investigate maybe their faith in Jesus and thinking, oh, should I? You know, so we have people that, that have come for the first time. They'll say, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I actually went online. I watched this church service. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, oh, this was good for me to go. 
you know, I can be a part of this yeah. church. I can just go and check it out. I think that's totally cool. Like you have to do the work and sure. kind of the research and stuff like that. But if you're a part of a church and you feel like this is the church that God's called you to be a part of and this is your community, you can't engage in that church um, in, a, in, in just a virtual space. You know, I think you can be a part of the church in some, some levels just attending virtually you can do it but yeah like you said you got to be in the flesh you got to be able to connect with the people you got to you know you got you got to be able to do life you know with folks in that way and i think it's just so important but i think the virtual space is such a it's a safe space for people but it's also a space where they can just kind of do whatever they want and you know the metaverse church is a real thing i mean it's it's happening and it's going to happen where people are going to go into church in the metaverse world and they're going to go into there with their avatar and they're going to worship god I just want to say that's going to be the best dressed church ever. Who? The avatars. This this um, meta church is going to be the church with the most well dressed um, people ever because they're all going to buy their like you know fancy shoes on their avatar. You know we're headed in that direction where avatar is going to be the. I think in the next you know decade or two decades that's going to be the norm and and I think you know the church has to figure out how are we going to enter into the metaverse. And reach people for the Lord. That is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it, it is terrifying. Are you going I just, towards I don't Wally? Have you ever watched Wally? No. The Disney movie Wally. You haven't mm. watched Wally? No. My problem is that whenever I watch animation movie, I fall asleep. Like I fell asleep. Okay, in, I'm sorry. Like, don't pretend that that's just a problem you have with animation movies. <laughs> I have seen you fall asleep in plenty of non-animation movies. Wow. False the room advertising. Is so dark, Sula. The room False is so dark. I fall asleep. I fall asleep all the time. But, uh, but you know, but anyway, no, I, I have never watched Wally. What, what's Wally about? Uh, no, I know I'm, not gonna, I'm not even going to tell you. No? You should just go no. watch it. I mean, you'll fall asleep. No, I'll fall It's basically asleep. about That's a future why. in which we don't walk around. We just ride these scooters around and we just live go. in an alternate universe and like the internet. Yep. Yep, um, yep. I mean, that's kind of the backdrop. Of course, the story is about this adorable and charming robot Wally, but we're not going to go into that because it's yeah. irrelevant. But I'm, con- I'm a little bit terrified that that's really where we're headed. Um, uh, I, I really do think that's where we're headed and we got to just be careful of that. And, 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 you know, I know we talked a lot about virtual church and, and in-person church, but I, I just want to like, as we get ready to conclude here, I just, I just want to encourage our listeners. Um, it's, it's absolutely vital that you find somebody in your life. And I would say a friend or somebody of the same sex, if you can, um, where you can just really do life with and, and you have a real personal in the flesh kind of relationship with and that is so integral. And as I'm getting older and as people get older that, that are around me that don't have those kinds of friends, um, they get weird, man. Mm. They, get, <laughs> they weird. get weird. They just get weird. They get weird. Because God created us for community. And when you're not living in community, you're not growing. You're just not being shaped. It just, you get weird and and things happen. You think people get jealous and, and things like that. And so I will say it's like, it's even, especially for those who have like very close relationship with their family. I'm not saying you can't have a close relationship with your family, but I think you need to have friendships outside of your family to be a healthy person as you get older. It's so necessary for you to live a healthy life. And so I just want to encourage, and I think church affords us an opportunity where we can connect and meet people that we can begin to do life with. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sue, you talk about like your best friend, Jen Shin. You met her at Metro. Like if you were at Metro, you wouldn't have met her, you know? Well, you part told of us you to being be soulmates of... and then we never did it. Um, oh, wow. Did I tell you guys to be soulmates? Yeah, you partnered. Shoot, man, I saw something in you guys even before you guys saw yeah, it. Yeah, you, you like officially like made that friendship happen. But um, hold on, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something really, really eloquent. Continue. 
All right, Suo Li Huang. All right, I, I won't mess. I won't I mess up it. your name ever again on this podcast. Don't, again, on this don't make on this promises. Episode, so I can I can promise that. But all I will say is this: Listen, I, I, this is not about making you feel guilty or anything like that. But I just want to encourage the people who are listening. If you're a follower of God, you're you're a Christian. Um, you really do have to. I hope my hope and prayer for you is that you would care about your spiritual faith in God, and that you that God would be somebody you really need in your life. And I feel like Sua that so many Christians, they've suburbanized their faith. And what I mean by that, what I mean, and I don't know, I just coming up. So you came up with uh, corporate. With? I didn't come up with it. It's an actual Sua. Philosophical I believe you came up with phrase. it. It sounds so great. All right, all right. So Sua Huang just came up with corporate oh, effervescence. All right, well, I'm going to give her credit get for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up with suburban faith. You know what suburban faith is? Suburban faith is that you only go to God when you're suffering, when you just need Him. But when everything is good. Like, he's not even a thought for you. You know, I feel like in many ways, Christians do that. We only go to God when we really need him, when we're going through a hard time. But God is so much more than that. And he's so much, he can be so much bigger and greater in your life. And part of that is to walk with him daily. And you can't do that if you're not going to be in per incarnational relationships with some people in the church who also believe in the same God that you believe in. And you're in those spaces where you guys can grow and learn. Now, those people can hurt you. Of course they can because we're all broken, sinful people. But it's worth it and it's worth nurturing and growing relationships where I know for you, Sua, you and Jen travel once or twice a year together to maintain and nurture your friendship. You don't have to do that. You can yeah. do this every day on Zoom, right? Yes. But you realize how important it is for you guys to actually be in the flesh and spend some time together. That's an important thing. I do the same thing with my, mm -hmm. my three close friends. I know it's so important that I am in the flesh with them one, at least one to like three times a year that I have to be in the flesh with them. We have to spend money and fly and see each other what? to connect in that way. But to progress your point further, it's not just about the being in the flesh. It's also the fact that you know, sometimes it takes a lot of work to have to coordinate this. You have to pay yeah. money. You yes. have to get babysitters. You yes. Have, you have to make sacrifices to yes. make the effort to meet. And I think that process means something because yes. you're showing the person, I am willing to make certain things happen in my life to get my affairs in order so that I can invest time seeing you. And yes. I think when it becomes about convenience, yep. then I think it doesn't mean much to the other person. Yeah. You know, so if I'm Man. like, God, this is just like much more convenient for me. Okay, but what is worship to you? Like, who is God? If you're willing to do it for your friends, like, come on, like you should be doing it for God. My second point that I was going to say before I got sidetracked about Jenshin's friendship was that, did you ever notice that when you're in, like, okay, I see this a lot because my kids are young and there's like drama at school. But sometimes like because they're in school and they see the same people over and over again, it's mm -hmm. really hard to not resolve conflict because you have yeah. to keep seeing them. Yes. Um, and I think... This is what happens in the virtual space where you never have to resolve conflict with anyone yeah. because you yeah. don't really care yeah. enough. And I think there's something about the, and sometimes I think about, I keep saying about the way God designed us, but you know, I'd say to my kids a lot, like if you feel guilty about something, that's good. God designed us to feel yeah. guilty if there's a conflict because he wants us to be peacemakers. Yeah. And so if something that motivates you to make things right, because you don't like that feeling. And I yeah. think in the same way, real physical relationships do that. If you see someone that you have a problem with or had a conflict with sitting two rows away from you, it gives you an unpleasant feeling. Yes. If you're not a sociopath, it gives you an unpleasant feeling. And I think God designed us to motivate us to then resolve and make peace there. But if you don't need to, because you never see them and they're not real people, you're never going to grow in that peacemaker conflict resolution part, which is such a big integral part of how God designed us.
Why are you smiling at me? Are you gonna call me Sunita? You're you're so amazing. So you're, this, these are the this is the reason why we had to start this podcast. Because these are the kind of conversations you and I would have in the office, you know, and I stuff know. like that. And this is why people need to hear this because it's so true and it's so real, right? And the problem with virtual space, and here it is, and at the end of the day, you just said it, and and I think it's so profound. If if we just want to connect with God out of convenience, you're never gonna grow. Like you just won't grow. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And we all know instinctively that in order for love to flourish, it requires sacrifice. It requires you spending money. It requires you getting babysitting. Mm -hmm. It requires you taking your time and connecting with the people that you're saying, I'm going to spend time and I'm going to sacrifice, right? Right. And that's why we love these Korean dramas so much. Like people love watching these Korean dramas. (laughs) Why? Why do they love watching it? Because again, I think there's something so genuine and so so raw about our own human nature that when we find somebody that we love, Mm -hmm. we will sacrifice and suffer for them no matter what. And every Korean drama has that. And that's what we see. We see love at its genuine, its purest form, and we mm-hmm. long for it in our own mm-hmm. lives. And that is what, that's the relationship we can have with God. We can have that, that God is the ultimate K-drama, right? I mean, he's the ultimate. Yes. He sent his son yes. to die for us, yes. right? So Sacrifice so that we can be in a relationship with him. And so God, too, wants us to suffer and sacrifice. He wants us to live our lives for him in a way that also will in, in, encounter suffering for the sake of Jesus. Yes. And that's part of us loving. And that we would be willing to do that because we love him. Mm-hmm. That we love him. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the heart of Christianity. That's the heart of discipleship. And so I think you can't get there in a virtual space. Like you said, Sua, you really can only get there as you're in a corporate setting when you're with people and you're worshiping and you're growing, you're learning, you're fighting and you're resolving mm-hmm. conflicts and you're learning together, sharing the Bible with one another, agreeing and disagreeing and doing life in that way and, and all at the same time make sure that's under the, the, the umbrella of God. I think it's just the only way we can truly grow. So I, am, I know I might be older than most listeners. I just think corporate um, together in person, incarnational to be incarnational is the way to do church rather than just staying at home and watching it uh, on the TV. That's, you know, I mean, that's just the I way. I co-sign. Dang, you're the geriatrics <laughs> millennial. I am Gen X, postmodern. Are you right in do. the middle of Gen X? I am. I'm right in the middle of Gen X and uh, I'm getting older. But, uh, but you know, for, for the young folks, listen, I know it's easier to watch stuff on screen. I know everything, like your world revolves around digital, you know, uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. But please don't make church a digital platform. I think it can be a part of it a little bit, but it cannot be a digital platform. It needs to be a platform in which you engage with people in the flesh. Because Jesus says, when two or more are gathered in my name, in the flesh, he will be there. And we need to make sure that we do that. So anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're just so grateful. If you have any thoughts, any comments, any feedback, you can do that on our Instagram, our Facebook. When we post this episode up, um, you can uh, send us a comment there or you can just uh, send us an email at at, uh, weekpastor.org. Get on our website and there's a comment section and Sue and I will get that. So we'd love to hear from you. But also, we'd love it if you could promote us, uh, share with your friends and family. Uh, It's really humbling when we get to hear people uh, listening to us and saying, well, my friend told me to listen. We're just so grateful for any help that you can give to us to continue to grow this podcast in any way. Right, Sue? I just want to say my email is Sue at weekpastor.org not any other name not sunita <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why i think i think i think 
I've never called you Sunita on this podcast. I think God wants Sunita to come on this podcast. So we're going to have to You know to ask what? We, that might be a divine thing. We're going to have to um, explore that. We're going to have to ask okay. Sunita to... Then how will you keep track of our names? I think it'll be easier. I think it'll be easier. I think it'll be easier. But anyway, hey, everyone, you have a great day. We'll talk to you and see you next week. Bye. Thank you.